How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lopes. Join me every Monday as we dive into what it looks like to be men who fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. You can learn more about our books, resources, conferences, and even online community by going to dadtired.com. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, a couple weeks ago, I had put on the Dad Tired Clothes Facebook group. I had just asked, are any guys feeling especially dad tired and want to share some of their journey with me uh, here on the podcast? And I got tons and tons of guys who responded to that. And it was really um, impactful and just like humbling hearing a lot of your guys' stories of all the stuff that you're going through, man. I just, I don't take that lightly. I don't overlook it. I know that as we're trying to lead our families well and, you know, do all these things to lead our families well, I know that you guys are, many of you are in just the thick of life life, like job loss and uh, spouse conflict and your children maybe are sick and like you're like you're just dealing with all kinds of things. And so I just, I know that man, like I never want to take that lightly. I know we're shooting for some heavy stuff here and some hard things. Um, but I, I know that in the midst of all of that, you guys are just dealing with some really life, um, real life hard situations. So um, but one of one of the guys that happened to respond to that Facebook post said that he had just lost his wife after a two year battle with cancer. He lost her um, in March of this year, 2020, and then we went immediately into a pandemic where we were all on lockdown, and so that was his reality the last few months. And I thought, man, that is just such a that's an incredible it's incredibly hard story. And if he'd be willing, I'd love to just hear him process that with us dads and with us husbands. And so he was um, more than willing to come on. His name's Brandon and he's just a normal dad. He's a part of the Dad Tired Facebook group. But I asked him if he'd come on and share his story. Please, you guys, listen to the end, the whole thing here, because he's. A, we're just going to talk about some stuff that I think is going to really help you put some things into perspective for you. So that being said, I love you guys. Uh, I'm praying for you constantly in the room that I'm sitting and now I get up in the morning and I pray for you guys, the dad tired community, and that God would continue to draw your heart near to his. And uh, I think this episode is going to do that. I love you guys. Uh, enjoy the episode. Brandon, so glad that you decided to hang out with us today, dude. Um, I, I'm really... Um, I don't know what the right word is. Anxious it doesn't feel right, but um, uh, um, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm anxious to hear your story and to hear what God's been doing in your life the last few years. Uh, I'll be honest, dude. I I uh, was looking at your Instagram um, like the last 15 minutes before I jumped on this call, and uh, I was just trying not to just ugly cry the whole uh, the last 15 minutes. So um, I'm gonna do my best to uh, to. Uh, keep composed during this, our time together, but man, why don't you introduce yourself and then just kind of give us a little bit of context of what life's been like for you the last six months to a year. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me on. And this is a, this is an honor for me and uh, whether anxious is the right word or not, I don't know. I think we're kind of in the same boat. Um, So I'm a a dad of three. I have uh, Hadley who's nine, uh, Cooper who's uh, eight and then, or seven going on eight. And then, um, and then Macklin, my little man, who's five and a half. And um, just uh, recently, I became a, a single dad. Um, I lost, lost my wife March 1st to a battle with, uh, with cancer, a two-year battle with cancer. So uh, needless to say, um, you know, if you looked at my Instagram a couple years ago, it wouldn't have made you ugly cry. Um, you know, that's all kind of new. 
to um, to what's going on in our world. And it was, uh, um, you know, as hard of a time as it was, it was there was so much beauty that that came out of it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I say if you if you got a chance to meet Rachel, man, you you left changed. You know, um, before the cancer, before the cancer, and that was that's who Rachel was, and I was lucky to get to spend ten years with her. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, now so I'm I'm trying to navigate through this life um, as a single dad, but also in the midst of this pandemic that I think we're all <laughs> we're all dealing with together. Um, so it's been an interesting, um, but also I, I want to say just a beautiful um beautiful time and, and we'll dive into that a little bit more about what i mean by that but um that's where i am today mm. as far as you know there's as you know better than me there are all the different stages of grief mm. um and i imagine that you kind of slip in and out of the different stages maybe on a daily or hourly basis um as as a, in this moment what stage are you in yeah, bro. Great question, man. And as I told you, I think before we, we jumped on air, like this is the first time back in her childhood home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got here two days ago. And to, so to be sleeping in the room that we slept in, you know, in her room. And, and, and so that's a new level of grief and a new thing. And it, it never it never is going to go away. I, I'm not a grief expert. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you that. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't get easier. Uh, the pain doesn't hurt, le- doesn't hurt any less, but it is less often to be completely honest, right? It hurts just as bad, you know, as it did March 1st. Um, but I have a lot more happy moments in my day than, than sad, you know, um, learning for me, learning that it's okay to be okay was a big thing, man. And that's all Rachel wanted, you know, Rachel did not want us to, to, to be down and out all the time and not go on with our lives. And, um, Honestly, bro, but I, 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 I see that so much through my kids. They're okay, bro. You know, they're, they're, they're happy. They're, I don't even know if when we walked in two days ago, they put two and two together and noticed something was missing. Whereas for me, like, there was a big piece missing, you know? And so um, what stage am I in? I don't know. Um, but this is a new stage. It's always a new stage, like you said. There's always something I'm going to have to do new without her. Father's Day, first time to have a Father's Day without her, the person that made me a father, right? And so um, every day you ask me that question, it's going to be different because every day it's something new. How old was she when she passed away? So she was 38, um, just before her 39th birthday. Yeah, and just uh, 13 days before our 10th year uh, wedding anniversary. Jeez. You know what's interesting, man, is... um, I have been so, I, I wrote an Instagram post about this even just within the last week. I have been so uh, intrigued in particular with death. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like really weird. <laughs> um, my, my, my wife's an oncology nurse. And so I wrote a little bit about this in the book, that um, the Dad Tired book. But death is actually a topic that comes up in our house almost daily. Uh, and if not, if not daily, for sure weekly. And so I, I was just telling my family, uh, we had a big family dinner recently with my, with my uh, in-laws and uh, I was talking to them about how it's, there are two things that I think are really huge in our uh, reality for all humans that we don't talk about enough. One of them is space. The fact that we're sitting on this yeah. ball floating around in some galaxy is just 
you know, that's mind blowing to me. And I, I could go sure. down all kinds of weird trails on that, you know, <laughs> different podcasts. Yeah. Different episode for sure. Probably a different podcast yeah. altogether. Yeah. So that's one. But the second one is death. And this is a reality that we'll, we are all facing and moving closer to. Um, and yet we don't really talk about it. And I, I was telling Layla the other day, like, um, it's so motivating for me knowing, hearing these stories day in and day out that uh, you know, we are moving closer to death and we don't know when our time is coming. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, for Layla getting these stories of people who are in their 20s and 30s and 40s, people who should not be dying, who yeah. are dying. And we just don't know when that's going to be our story. And obviously you're living in the middle of that. But uh, I'm, what I, I'm frustrated that like I feel that so deeply, that reality so deeply. Like I just want to shake everybody and be like, why are yeah. you so passionate about this when we're all going to be gone very, very soon? Um, so one, that was just kind of a rant. Um, but, but two, you're, you're feeling that even deeper than I'm feeling that um, right now. And I guess like you probably feel some of that, like want to shake a couple guys and be like, dude, are you appreciating your wife? Because I'm in the moment right now where I wish she was here right now. What I guess, what would you say to that? Oh, oh my gosh, perspective, man. And, and you nailed it. What, a, what an intro to, to what, I'll, what I'll say now. One of the things that Rachel said, um, you know, last few weeks when she was still, still with it, we spent 39 nights in the hospital. Uh, we went to the hospital because she had a, a seizure and we, we never left. Um, that wasn't the plan. We didn't know that's what was going to happen, but we, we spent 39 nights in the hospital and, and it got to the point where the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. And it, was, it happened so fast. Um, but, um, when, when the doctors filled us in that that's kind of where we were, that, that, that the treatment was doing, you know, more harm than good at that point, And that this is where we were going to be, you know, it forces you to have some tough conversations and to, to, you know, just be really vulnerable. And, um, and, you know, the whole cancer process does that. But one of the things she said soon after that is she said, um, you know, I know that I'm dying. I'm at peace with the fact that I'm dying. And at this point in my life, all I have left to give is Jesus. Mm. And it got us all to think that's where we all are, bro. We're just not on our deathbed. But that we're all dying, like you just said. We are all getting closer to that, to that, uh, to that moment of our lives where it is going to be the end. And it was an eye-opening thing for me to realize that I'm the same, man. That's 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 all I've got to to give. That's all I've got to share. Uh, and um, I love that she she put that out there. Um, but it also it. During that time, I told a friend this the other day, I said, in, in, in two years of us getting originally diagnosed to then um, her, her getting better for a short period of time and then it coming back a few months after that and it not getting better, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse after that. Um, I can't tell you a time where we had an argument or a fight or any, anything of anything like that. Yeah. Maybe a disagreement, bro, but like nothing nothing. And I'll tell you the eight years before we did, we weren't, we were not the perfect couple. There isn't, you know, like yeah. we did, but during that time, nothing mattered, bro. Yeah. Getting her better and our kids health and safety were the only things that matter. Arguments about finances, arguments about, you know, decisions we make are just didn't matter. None of it mattered. It calls you to put everything in perspective and realize that most of the stuff that we get onto our wives about or our wives get onto us about, 
um, just doesn't matter because it's sure not life and death. Uh, you know, I mean, we had the finances arguments, you know, that, that most of us have and, and it always worked out. It always worked out. It always came around It all. You know, um, we had the arguments about different, different things, whether it's parenting or you name it and it worked out, man. And then, so for, for the, for the last two years of our life, I can honestly say that just on the same page, man, because yeah. we had one focus and that was just to, to get her better. Yeah. It's like when, when Paul talks about, he's always reminding people like, Hey, we're sojourners, we're passerbyers, we're aliens in this world. And he's just like reminding people like, dude, why are you hung up on this? Like, this is not home, you know, like we're going to be here and gone so quickly. And you're right, man. When you put that kind of stuff into perspective, it's hard to fight about dumb stuff. And I always tell guys like how many, how many of your arguments with your wife would go away? if you had an eternal perspective. Yes. What, what, what would you like? I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys listening to this right now who their wife is healthy, you know, from what they know. And, uh, and they're in the thick of it. And just kind of normal day-to-day, pay the bills, figure out the budget. What yeah. are they going to do? You know, what, what would you want to tell that guy right Dude. now? Oh, man. I, w- I want to tell you that Rachel did so much and there's a good chance your wife, whoever you're, you are listening does so much too. And you don't realize it till she's gone. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Laundry's hard. I didn't do laundry. Laundry's hard. It takes, especially the kids Mm -hmm. is hard. Uh, Making the bed and and, and washing the sheets and putting the sheets on the bed and things. Those are things you don't think about unless you do them. Some of y'all probably do them. Some of y'all are probably better, uh, you know, around the house than I am, but that was Rachel. She just did. All I do right now, Jared, is pick up. I feel like all I do is follow them around and pick up. And Rachel had our house clean all the time because she just did. And I didn't even notice it. She just did, right? Um, Cooking, these things are hard. And I'm not trying to put women in this boat that they got to be the one to do these things. That's just the things that Rachel did and enjoyed doing. And being a mom was her favorite thing. And being a wife was her favorite thing. And she she did these things and loved doing these things. Um, So I would just not take a moment for granted, man. I would just appreciate... um, all that she does. And I, it's easy for me to say now because I'm now doing it all and it's hard. It's every day's, uh, it's tiring. It's a struggle. I'm learning every day, something new. Uh, I made eggs for my buddy for or my, my uh, son for the first time, not too long ago. And I didn't do the way mommy did it. And so I'm mm. learning how to do these things and navigate through these things. And, um, you know, uh, my, my daughter needed underwear. I've never bought my daughter underwear. Mm. You don't think about those things. And when do you know when your daughter needs underwear? She doesn't tell you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. you know, so I could tell you on and on and on every day. It's a new, a new thing. Um, but I, I just realized, wow, she was a superhero. She was super mm. woman. And there's a good chance most of y'all's wives are as well. Yeah. Um, and, and just not to take it for granted and be a noticer. Yeah, notice, notice now when it's not too late. Notice the things um, that they do and, and be grateful for it, man. Uh, be grateful for the little things because they're, they're not so little in the end. I'm telling you right now, they're so big. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get like teary. I just think of, of this, the, my next question here, but you, in one of your Instagram posts, uh, darn it, man. <laughs> you, had, uh, you talked about how you were brushing your daughter's hair. And, uh, and how she said, you're doing a good job like mommy does, you know, and, uh, and, and you'd written that post about how you're, 
basically your your kids are telling you you're going to you're going to be a good mom and dad. Yeah. Dude, that just like rips my heart out, man. I'm thinking of my we have kids in similar age. Um what if you could I guess if you could go back and you could uh if you had a little bit more time what what would you want to tell your wife or what would think things you'd want to do with your wife that maybe you didn't do? So many, I mean, so many, you want to hug her again. You want to, you know, I heard someone say the other day, I wish I could hug her one more time, but that wouldn't be enough. You know, I want to, I want to say, I love you. That's not, that's not enough. You know, (laughs) it it would never be enough. Uh, We got our, our, our 10 year anniversary. We were heading to Hawaii. You know, I wanted, I wanted to do that. We, we got married in Hawaii and that's where we lived the first year of our lives and we hadn't been back. And you know, that was, you know, the, all these things I want to do football with her. Saturdays are our day. It's college football. And, you know, um, I want to do football Saturdays with her and, um, just, just, I want to be a parent with her, man. I want to watch her mom again. I loved watching her mom. I loved watching her mom. Even before she got sick, I, 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 I really did just love it was the most attractive thing in the world to me, Mm. her being a mom and just watching her be and how much the kids just appreciated and enjoyed that. And, um, and, you know, I'll never be, you know, the kids can say it all they want that I'm, I'm doing the mom stuff good, but I'll never get close to where she was. And, yeah. uh, we're built different, bro. And you could probably speak on that better than I can, but we're built differently as men and yeah. women. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't have the mom instincts and I don't, my kids, my girl's got a lot of hair as you saw. And <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it, the struggle is so dang real. I never did their hair. I, I mean, yeah. I, I would help with bath time and things like that, but that was uh, it's real, man. It's just real life. And, uh, and I'm doing the best I can, you know, every day to, to, to get through it. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I remember one time this lady, I did, she was like a, I don't remember the context of like where we were, or how the conversation came up, but some, some like random lady, I didn't know who she was said, and my wife wasn't with me at the time I had the kids by myself. And she said, did you do your daughter's ponytail? And I, <laughs> I thought I'd like crushed it that day. So I was like kind of proud, you know, yeah. I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, and then I immediately realized, like, oh, she's like saying how poorly I did. <laughs> like, it was all sideways. Yes, dude. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. She went uh, Hadley, my my oldest, went to school uh, right before the school shut down. Rachel passed away. They they took about a week off, and then um, went to school a couple of days. And I did the ponytail, and um, she came home and said, "Daddy." I didn't have to fix it today. You did it all day long. The ponytail <laughs> stayed in. That was a major celebration. We're dancing and high fiving. Yeah. So that was a big deal because, you know, the times that I'd done it before, it never made it through the day. A teacher had to fix it. So little celebrations. Yeah, man. That's like the most stressful. When we sent our kids to school, that's like the most stressful thing is trying to get my daughter's hair in in line. I just like shaved my son's head because it's way easier to like. Yeah, I feel you, bro. Oh, man. Dude, well, I I want guys to know, I meant to say this at the beginning, but I want guys to know the the reason we got connected, you're a normal dad. You're like the reason we we heard this story. I heard your story on the Dad Tired um, Facebook group that we have. Like you, you know, you're you're just a guy. We've had a lot of guys on here who have, you know, written New York Times bestsellers and all these things. And they're kind of given dad perspectives from another, um, just from a different angle. But you're, I mean, you're in the thick of just like, you've got young kids and, um, you know, you're, you're doing your best to figure that out. So I, I just want to, I think the thing that I wanted to get through the most is just for the guy who's listening that really just needs that like shake. That's like, dude, what are you, what are you arguing yeah. about with your wife? What are you focused on? What kinds of things are you getting entangled in or tripped up over 
with your wife that just, it just doesn't make sense, man. In the kingdom of eternity, like it just doesn't make sense. And so I was, I'm grateful to hear your voice kind of like speak to that and kind of give yeah. us a real perspective on that. Well, it, it, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. That, that, that's, that's good to, to look at. And I can say, and you can say, Hey guys, you know, picture her gone you know, picture her gone and, and then, and then what, right. And it's, it's impossible to do, but yeah. two years ago, Rachel wasn't sick, man. Yeah. Two years ago, Rachel was a, com- I mean, completely healthy, super healthy, mm-hmm. um, took care of herself so well. Um, two years ago, this wasn't our, this wasn't our heart. We had a different heart. You know, we all have our hearts. We all have our things, but two years ago, we were good, man. And even a year ago, she was clean. She had a clean bill, bill of health. We, we went on a celebration trip to Palm Springs with some family and friends. We were good. It was over as far as I was concerned. Wow. And then her back started hurting. And then it turned out that it was in her spine. And then next thing you know, it was in her brain and it continued to go. And so I want to tell you that because two years ago, we were good. I, I, I could take it all for granted. It didn't, it didn't, it wasn't something I could even imagine. Um, but it's amazing how we're all heading there, man. And, and, oh, man. Um, and not to, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what next year holds and, and just, it's just not worth it, man. Um, keeping the main thing, the main thing is so dang important. And even before yeah. the cancer, one thing Rachel did, and, and I'd welcome, you know, us as husbands and any wives that do listen to, I worked hard, man. I worked a lot. And for me, I'm thinking I need to be a provider. As the dad, that's what we do. We work and we provide. And a lot of times we forget what we're providing for and what really matters. I mean, I can work 24-7. That's that's what I'm, I'm just driven and I want to do it. Um, and I was working so much. Rachel one day said, you know what? I traveled a lot. She said, we're going to go with you now. So mm. what does that mean? She said, we're putting a house up for rent. We're going to get an RV and we're going to go wherever you go. Mm. And I thought she was kidding. And three months <laughs> later we packed up a motor home and they went everywhere with me for a year right before mm-hmm. our kids started, our oldest started kindergarten. And you talk about learning perspective. You have 40 feet of space yeah. and you realize the call can usually wait. Yeah. You know, a lot of times the webinar, it's okay if your kid jumps in, especially now we're all doing webinars, right? We're all yeah, doing things, yeah, but yeah, people yeah. are learning. It's okay. Um, that, that most things aren't that, urgent right that moment. I, I don't know how many times I pushed my kids aside and said, you know, in a minute, in a minute, in a minute, in a minute, not right yeah. now, not right now. And now I, I let them know in three minutes, I'm going to be there in three minutes. I'm going to be yeah. there. I can't, cause you can't always do it right then, but let them know when you can and yep. then go do, yep. and then go do, even if your kid doesn't know what three minutes is, you know, yeah. um, set a timer and then go do. Because that, you know, that 10 minutes you go wrestle with him or that 10 minutes you go throw the ball with him is an eternity. It means mm-hmm. so much than pushing the call back 10 minutes or yeah. being a little late to the, the, the meeting or whatever it may be. Um, I just learned a lot living in 40 feet. And I'm so glad Rachel put her foot down to say, you're, you're not going to go anymore without us. You know, I didn't marry you to travel all the time. I married you to yeah. be with you and raise these kids with me. And that was a big lesson for me. Mm. That's awesome, man. That that's been a uh, kind of a dream. I've thought about doing it. Yeah, you know, dude. <laughs> thought about doing it for one year. I like the one year thing because we homeschool. We thought about loading up for one year and just like, but uh, best best yeah. year of my life. Really, uh, the kids. The kids talk. I mean, the kids are young and they still talk about. You just meet such amazing people and you learn mm-hmm. that most people are good. 
Yeah. Most people are so dang good. You know, they yeah. come from all walks of life and they're so good and they care. Yeah. They want to help you and they want to encourage you and they want to hear your story. And there's mm-hmm. some stories out there that are just, they're just awesome, man, that we don't take the time to do. I, I, I avoid the, the line at Walmart because I don't want to talk to this person or I avoid that aisle or whatever it may be when you're right. in this environment and you're meeting people from all walks of life and it's unavoidable. Some of the stories that came from that were just awesome, man. Yeah. Um, right in front of us. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, do you, how did, how did Rachel, when was her first diagnosis? How did she go from like super healthy to finding yeah. out she had cancer? Yeah, man. Uh, April, 2018, um, yeah, 2018 felt a lump under her arm, actually a lymph node mm. and, um, wasn't too concerned. Um, but I mean, it was really small. And so she, she went to the doctor and even the first doctor said, I, I think we're okay. Let's, let's take a look at it. Um, and then, you know, a few days later we got a call of what it was. And even then it, it was breast cancer and breast cancer is very treatable, you know? Mm. So even at that point, the first time around, we weren't, we weren't scared. I mean, it was new. Um, the kids were just worried mommy was going to lose her hair. That was the big, mm. the big com- you know, piece of conversation. And, um, and so we, we did everything right. We, we um, did the chemo. We did the radiation. Uh, we did a double mastectomy. We did a hysterectomy. She has mm. the, uh, the, the gene, HER2 positive gene. So she's more susceptible to, um, to it getting, you know, going, other places. Right. So we did, we just did everything we could. And, and for that entire year, her poor body was just beat up. It was just beat up. you never know it. She was still working as a nurse mm. most days. Um, she, she, you know, she did lose her hair. She, she lost a little bit of weight, but it wasn't, it was a typical breast cancer is kind of what we called it. And then we got a clean bill of health when all of a sudden done, we got a clean bill of health. We were on the other side of it and, um, had about gosh, about four or five months of that where we, we had no worries. We moved across the country to Tennessee. Um, and then gosh, not a month after we got there, she started having this really bad back pain and she knew right away. She said, it's back. And I was like, uh, mm. we're getting old. I think it's, we're getting yeah. old. You know, like I have back pain every day. Right. <laughs> and she's like, no. And God never took it off of her. Like God, she, she told me, she's like, it's going to come back. She always felt mm. like that, that this, was going to be her story and she was going to be able to use this story, but it was going to be her story. And, um, and that's not the way I felt. I felt like it was gone and we beat it and on to the next chapter. That's just kind of how I've, I've lived. And, um, and yeah, it turns out then it was, it was in her back in her spine. And the thing about that, you know, you learn way too much and your daughter, your um, wife obviously knows all this, but when it's in the bone, it's, it's not healable, right? You know, when it's in the bone, it's treatable, but it doesn't go away. And so at that point we knew, okay, we're going to have cancer for the rest of our lives. Like that's, that's where we are at that point. But even then you're thinking, okay, five, 10, 20 years from now, maybe we'll, maybe it'll get real serious. Um, and then, um, gosh, a, a couple months after that, um, it, it got into her spinal fluid. And that's when it gets really ugly. And I was actually on a business trip in LA and she called me and I was having these terrible headaches and I went to a neurologist. And at that point it was early January, it was in her brain and uh, took, a, took a red eye that night, went to the hospital the next day and, and, and never came out. Um, they tried radiation of the brain. They tried the different things, but that caused a bunch of seizures. And so we just, you know, that was the hardest thing. I go back and look at pictures of that. 39 nights in the hospital and you know people people came from everywhere to be ministered to in that room rachel Mm. rachel left people so much better than when Mm. when they entered um but when we decided that 
we weren't going to do treatment anymore. It was mainly my decision with some counsel, with doctors, with pastors, with friends, family, even, you know, her family, um, because Rachel wasn't remembering. And Mm. so each day she'd wake up and say, okay, what's the plan today? Mm. What's the treatment plan? When's radiation? And then I'd have to say each day, you know, we're going to chill today. We're going to, we're going to lay low today and we're going to rest today. And that was the hardest part. Um, and it wasn't lying to her. Um, I told her, I said, we're not, you know, the doctors have, we've decided the treatment's not the, not the best thing to do. And she'd sit and think, okay, so, so we, have we given up? So no, we're going to, we're going to, I mean, I, this was an everyday thing, bro. Um, for, for about two weeks, um, until she became, you know, came out of it. Um, and so that was hard, man. It was, so what's, what's the plan today? What's, yeah. Um, but, um, but again, the, the, the impact, the lives that were changed, the people that were led to the Lord, her biggest fear was that by her not being completely healed, people would turn from Jesus. That was her biggest fear is that by, by everyone praying, all these people are praying. You know, I, I, I wrote a couple blogs that, that just happened to go viral, not because I, I was hoping that would happen just because it happened, right? They shared and shared and shared and um, millions of people read them and were praying for us that we didn't know. And, and her big thing was, man, there's so many people out there praying for, for a miracle. And if it doesn't happen, I'm afraid people will turn, turn away from Jesus. And um, little does she know, well, she does know, but so many people turn to him. Gosh, mm. so many people because of the way that she battled it and the way that she talked about it. And yeah. um, there were miracles, bro, happening in that room every single day. Nurses that were atheists coming to know the Lord. Um, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. Um, that, And in the end, in life, that's not our battle about you know, uh, if people are going to turn from Jesus, we can do the best thing we can to, to try to guide them the right way. But that's, that's their decision. And that wasn't Rachel's battle to be had. Right. right. Um, but that was her, the fact that that was her fear in her dying days was, are my kids and you going to be okay? And are people going to turn from Jesus because I'm not going to be healed if I'm not healed. Yeah. And, um, I, I know she's smiling knowing how many people turn to him and people that have never prayed are praying now and people that have never gone to church are going to and are seeking him. And, um, what a beautiful story, man. What a beautiful way to go. What a beautiful way to live. And, um, you know, I just want to, I want to, I want to continue her story. That's, that's my main goal. Yeah. There is a, there, there are those people who will pray and pray and pray and believe that God can heal. And then God doesn't. And there is a faith crisis for them. Um, Yeah. Even rightly so like God, why, why would you yeah. not? Why would you yeah. not heal? Why would you not want to do whether we're talking about our spouse or our kids or whatever, mm-hmm. a friend, we, we, there, there is that frustration. God, how come you're not healing? Yeah, um, or how come you didn't heal? Um, now going through what you have gone through, um, what, do you, what would you say and what do you think she would say to that oh, person wow. who's in the middle of that crisis of like, God, why? Well, I think we'd say the same thing. The day, March, March 1st at 4.34 p.m., she, she was healed. She, she mm. was, man. She had no more pain. And I, I mean, this people can say this is bull, but she does. She has no more pain. We have no more uncertainty. We have no more doctor's appointments. We have no, no more ER runs. We have no more chemo. We have like that. It gives me the chills to talk about because it feels so good knowing that for two years, there was a lot of pain, bro. There was a yeah. lot of suffering. There was a lot of hurt. 
Um, but she was eternally healed, man. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's at her eternal home and she's, she's good, man. And, um, and I'm, uh, I'm jealous. She won, she won the race and she's, uh, you know, she's, it's good. So, you know, that's an easy answer, but we both feel that way. Like I, mm-hmm. there were times I was mad, bro. There was times I was mad. There was why again, why her, why not me? Um, why not someone bad? you know, Rachel's good. (laughs) I I mean, I I did. I mean, I I didn't say it out loud, but I had these, I had these thoughts, you know? Um, but man, God used her story in such an amazing way. It's just, it was her for, for a huge reason. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and we, we don't even know the full extent yet, but I do know being on the front line in that hospital room every day, it was hard and days sucked. And, 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 you know, um, there still was pain and there still was frustration, but, um, there were a lot of smiles. There were a lot of uh, amazing talks. There were a lot of people that learned about Jesus today who never had heard in a way like this before. Cause that was the question. How can you be okay with this, Rachel? How can you be okay with this, Rachel? And, um, and it was, it was beautiful to watch her share the gospel, um, from her, from her deathbed, bro. Like we were literally watching her die sharing the gospel on a daily basis as long as she was able to speak and uh i wish you could have come in i wish i I say that to everybody Mm. um and and many did we had she's a kansas city Chiefs fan and we had a super bowl party in her hospital room and had 28 people in there projection screen um and we did it right and you know obviously the Chiefs won the super bowl and that was kind of the one of the last days she was really with it Mm. and what a beautiful i mean I don't know if God's a sports fan, but man, <laughs> bad day, bad day. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, let's not go that far. Man. Yeah, let's not I go think, there. I think, I think God hates the Chiefs, obviously. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's about to get ugly. But that day, the Chiefs did it for Rachel. So, <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Wow. Dude, what a uh, what an incredible perspective. The only reason that makes sense is that there's a hope in Jesus where the uh, – Mm-hmm. where there is no more sting in death yeah, and um and and there is the only chance of there not being a sting in death is when we have hope that Jesus uh has something bigger in plan that he's thinking eternally and uh and you, I just love your answer to that that um God could have healed and it yeah. still would have been a temporary healing right because we all will face death in one way <laughs> shape or form eventually um but God is thinking beyond just temporary healings he's thinking of eternal healing and uh for our bodies and souls <laughs> and uh yeah. and so dude what a great perspective man i'm i'm grateful that you shared a little piece of your story with us i encourage um people to go check out you've got a blog right that you've been processing a lot of this stuff and i know on yeah, instagram 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 is probably the best place um yeah yeah what where, what's that so instagram it's, it's the, the janice five T-H-E-J-A-N-O-U-S in the number five, or you cool. type in Brandon Janus, J-A-N-O-U-S. I'm the only one um, there is. So uh, wow. you, you can't miss me there. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes too. So guys can just click that, click that over there. But man, thank you, uh, bro. I'm, we're, we'll continue to, as a dad tired family, be praying for you in this new role that you're stepping into wow. and uh, for your kids. And uh, where's permanent home for you now? So we're in Knoxville, Tennessee. So oh, Knoxville. Um, we, okay. had, we had bought a house uh, in May of last year. And again, okay. I can go on and on about the silver linings, but we never quite made it a home, which now looking back, 
it's kind of good that we can, the four of us now can, right? Because yeah. we were, we were go, go, go as soon as we got there that we didn't ever have time to put the pictures up and do the things. And, um, and God got, that's another episode, bro. But the things God did, the, the, the 10 years leading up to this and then the two mm. years of this, I mean, God prepared, God and Rachel prepared our family so well mm. for this chapter. It, it's, mm. it's crazy. The things that you take for granted insurance, if you have insurance, yeah. That's a big deal. We didn't two years ago with something else I was doing. So just all these little things that, that just matter that you don't that you take for granted. So so don't do that yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I um yeah. Uh, ten minutes before we started the show, there was a medical person at my house doing my lab draws so yeah. that I have life insurance. Set up. Yeah, dude. Um, so yeah. I, well, that's I it. If, if I if you don't mind, the last piece of no, please, I'll yeah. Give, yeah, very practical. Yeah, it is. This is so practical. Any newlywed couple, or even if you're not, um, get life insurance for both mm-hmm. people here. Like we didn't have it for Rachel. We had good insurance, health insurance. We didn't have life insurance, not because I want to cash in on the money, but because Rachel was really valuable to our day-to-day life as far as childcare and as far right. as cleaning and like all the things that come yeah. together with it. You don't you don't think about it because I'm the breadwinner. I'm the one bringing in the money, right? And and yep. for many of us dads, that's the case. Um, and I, I again. It's not anything I lose sleep over, but I, it's a, a practical piece of advice I give, you know, anyone just to, to get a $10 a month policy because mm-hmm. of the things that, that then happen. Because it's really expensive, one, to lose someone. And I hate to even go here, but it's just true. It's just life. And I it's wish just, them Yeah, that, it's not the stuff you want to be thinking about as you're mourning and no. grieving. And that's, that's exactly the, right. yeah. And I mean, this isn't a sponsored, I don't have any sponsors on this episode. <laughs> <That> life, right? <laughs> yeah, who's, the, who's the lucky yeah. one? Right? <laughs> yeah. We don't have any sponsors on this show, you know? So this yeah. is really just two guys genuinely saying you should probably yeah, set your family up <clears throat> to not be thinking about that, you know? Yeah. If those that, circumstances and that's it. I hate, I hate, yeah. I don't want that to sound selfish because it's not, I, don't, I didn't have it. I, it's just, it, yeah. I don't, it's not a major regret. It's just, can we learn going forward right. to say, Pay the ten dollars a month. I just didn't think, man. I'm bringing right, totally. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, and when you're healthy and you're young, you're not. You're just not really. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's going to be a reality. Two years ago, you that's, guys were fine. That's yeah. exactly right, man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm grateful to you know meet you face to face and uh, well, Skype, face, I, Zoom yeah. to Zoom. <laughs> and uh, if if I'm in your neck of the woods or you're in mine, we'll have to uh, hang out, but and get you, the bro. kids together. But yeah, man, thank you for sharing a piece of your story. I know it pointed a lot of guys to Jesus. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate you so much. Thank you.